too too fast for y'all. I'm getting I'm getting hyped, man. Yeah. Soundtracks are getting good, Arian. Yeah, soundtracks are oh getting God. baller. And this is a cultural reset. This film, I think it's it's yeah, um, it's iconic. Oh my God, Arian, you remember like my my hometown? It's like decided that the year was 2003. Yes, and that they should like have a big festival with all these bands and rappers oh my God, and stuff yeah. that haven't existed since 2003 or at least in people's minds they still exist yeah. and uh one mr tej parker mm-hmm. who we are introduced to in this film luda luda chris <laughs> is gonna be there for a vip club experience mm-hmm. are you going with lil john what <laughs> okay okay yeah <laughs> yeah. I I'm so confused. Oh my god. Um I love this to is, see it. I'm talking about my hometown. This is Danville, Virginia. And so, supposedly in September of 2021, they've decided to go back in time and have all these like ridiculous bands like Papa Roach and Limp Biscuit and stuff. Is that what we should do for my birthday? Because it's in September. We can go to the Twilight Festival in Forks, Washington, and then we can go down to your hometown of Danville, Virginia to see <laughs> yeah. to meet and greet Ludacris. And um Yeah. You know the only thing missing, you know what the only thing missing from that festival is? Ja Rule. Yes. Uh <laughs> They probably wouldn't let him anywhere near it. Near any like, festival, considering yeah. how you know great his how festival turned out. <laughs> yeah. What a yeah. dated like, reference. God, we don't we don't want to bankrupt this this fucking festival. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay because like this whole show that we're doing, everything's slightly dated because we recorded these episodes so long ago. Yeah. We did. In <laughs> case you forgot. Um but yeah. we'll bring it up throughout this entire series mm-hmm. because hey, like that's kind of what happens. We'll mm-hmm. eventually catch up. Like yeah. I think Hobbs and Shaw will be like relatively normal time. Yeah. That we're in now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely Fast 9. Definitely. All right. Well, welcome to Franchise presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective. This is a podcast where each episode we go through some of Hollywood's biggest movie franchises one film at a time. When we try to figure out what makes a franchise good, what makes a franchise bad, and what makes a franchise work. Where goes Jonathan Foster and ooh, who is it? Ariana Nancy My daughter. What's up, Dad? This is uh your second episode. Mm-hmm. We're here with the second entry in the Fast Saga. Mm-hmm. And by God, this is God tier yes. filming. It's a God tier film. I'm just saying, putting it out there. Debatable. Debatable. debatable which, God tier. Which the name. The name though. The name, <laughs> the name is God tier. I actually yeah. really enjoy this film. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch some of these. I rewatched Too Fast Too Furious the other day. I think it's it's incredible. Devin Aoki, perfect, yeah. sensational, <laughs> yeah. inspiring. Pave the way. Without yeah. her, I stand on the shoulders of giants. I like without her, I would not be here right now. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> I was gonna say justice because we need more yes, of her. For, like, we need know. justice for Suki. She's the best, and I want a spinoff of her. Yeah, I don't know why Suki just kind of disappeared. You know, why didn't Tej bring her along? What's going on? What's going on there? All right. (laughs) All right. Well, Tej has new girls to care about, but he also figures out that he's got more than just being a... Does he? Does he? What what is he in this film? He's like just a smart guy. He's a smart guy who's kind of rich. Yeah, he puts on races. He has his own little shop. 
Um, all his yeah. friends are cool. He knows this white guy for some reason. And apparently he's going to night school for like yeah. computer science apparently or something. He's going I don't to know. Night school. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it uh, out. Before the oh, advent man. of YouTube tutorials, Ted Parker <laughs> is going to night school. Love to see it. Um, yeah. Well, as this series goes along, we're definitely going to be laughing at the titling of these movies because uh, this one's great. But the, as it goes on, it oh my god, it does become a bit of a running gag. Man, the name of this film slaps. It fucking slaps. Yeah, we're also going to be very much beginning our confusion, uh, a, a weird fugue state that goes <laughs> goes on in our brains, yeah. which I think is only fitting for a franchise like the Fast Saga. Um, and it's going to be ongoing because mm-hmm. within this episode, it really started. My, myself and Arian both found ourselves literally like losing the plot mm-hmm. in this episode as we started to realize that it, and it's just not this movie. It's no, almost like every, it's every single, single after sequel this, ever. Yeah. There's a point in the film where we just really start to get confused on like the motivations of the main baddies. Who are the main baddies in the first place? Who they are um, <laughs> and why the crew is after them. And I. I think we start to dissect it a little bit more because I I think I figured it out in one of the later films, but it's almost like they're trying to distract you, mm-hmm. like so you don't know what's going on, and I wow. don't know why they do that. Like I don't know why, but it feels like it's intentional. It's like you're rushing an essay that you need to turn in tomorrow, so you're gonna fill it up with all these words <laughs> to distract yeah. from the fact yeah. that you didn't write something very good. But yeah. you hit the yeah. word count and submitted it on time. So there we yeah. are. That, that's that's Absolutely. all of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> it's exactly what happens because it's like this sort of thing where you're like sitting there figuring, trying to figure out like what's going on with the plot. But then someone's doing something silly, like, you know, dropping drinks or something or like and like. They're suddenly know, in a club. Stupid. Um, yeah, and then you're like, rats oh. in the club." <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this the bad guy? Oh, oh. is he a drug dealer? Whoa. Okay. Wait, what? he's a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought he was just a rich guy. <laughs> Perhaps the so, yeah. version of me that recorded this episode then knew that he was a drug dealer, but I certainly did not I know that th- now. Um, I don't think we. Did. I don't think we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah that's what makes this series so fun because mm-hmm. it's just like what is going on well let's get into mm-hmm. it like i said when we recorded this episode we basically just figured out that this is hey we're starting it this is all the fast and furious movies yes but we still didn't know we'd be doing this show that we're doing now called franchise much like the filmmakers didn't know you know when they made this film that they'd basically be leading into this giant box office behemoth. We're totally in sequel mode. Exactly. This is like, Mm. this is sequel. We don't care about like continuity. The future. Yeah. It's just figuring out as we go along. We're making as much money as we can right now. Right now. That's the vibe. Cashing in. Mm. So Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle said, it's all very nice to look at. Sure. But pretty colors and molten intercoolers aside, Too Fast, Too Furious is about as exciting as a Yugo and quicksand. Damn. Damn, that's cold. But yeah, it is very nice to look at. Um, Richard (laughs) Roper of Ebert and Roper said, Director John Singleton once promised greatness with Boys in the Hood. Here he is going through the paces with a story that was old by the second season of Miami Vice. (laughs) 
Oh, that's a burn. Really dated. Burn and a data reference yeah. to Richard Roper. But then again, this was 2003, so maybe people actually still kind of were like, Miami Boys, so right. Uh, Roger Ebert, Richard Roper's pal, he said, it doesn't have a brain in its head. Just kind of cheered this whole franchise. But it's made with skill and style, and boy, it's fast and furious. Really phoned it in there, Roger yeah. Ebert. He, he's just like, the second time Can in a row, it doesn't title. have a brain. I mean, no. <laughs> you don't need one to watch these movies. It's accessible. So he successfully remade Point Break without anybody really noticing until many years later. And we've made lots of money, so now it's time for the cash-in. We need a sequel. We need to do just enough differences to make people waste their money on coming here, buying a ticket. But we also need to do just enough of the same to make them happy when we've already got their money. Uh-oh! Our lead actor from our last movie didn't want to do this film. Ooh, but better give this film a hot ass name and hire some rappers and R&B stars to get the kids through the door it's too fast too furious fuck yeah alright 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 fire them up it's time it's time for the week to go home Keep your eyes on the road, cowboy. He did the stare and drive on you, didn't he? He got that from me. What's his deal? I got a problem with authority. You just need to chill out. You ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bruh. Felix Gonzalez Jr. of DVDReview.com says... (laughs) The philosophy here is when you can't make high art, make high mm. trash. Mm. My favorite kind. <laughs> Literally so on brand. I love it. After letting Dominic Toretto escape, former LAPD cop Brian O'Connor now calls Miami home, where he's hiding out and making money, making that money, making, making that, that pyramid mummy money. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's a joke specifically for Julia. My wife. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Julia. (laughs) He's making money as an illegal street racer after getting arrested by U.S. Customs and a familiar face in the FBI. Brian recruits his former childhood friend and ex-convict, Roman Pierce. Roman V. Pierce. (laughs) Roman V. Pierce. To help him bring down drug lord Carter Verone in order to erase their criminal records nice oh man yeah 
it's so nice when you explain it like the plot because our when I was rewatching this, I was like, wait, what are they doing? Yeah, dude, what do, I'm glad what you do said they that. need him to do? I, it's so vague. Yeah, I didn't even know I, he was a drug lord. I zoned out so fucking hard. Oh I my guess. god! And I I went back and I was just like. Oh yeah, they did kind of say it, but like I was halfway through the film and I was just like, I was like, oh, we have somebody who? embedded. I was like, in yeah. what? Who's Carter? What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Huh? What's who he doing? He? Eva Mendes is here. I, okay, now I care, but what is she doing? <laughs> yeah. I literally, like, I, I do, oh man, this film. I, okay, and I adore this film specifically because it's so, there are so many like scenes where you could tell, yeah, okay, John Singleton kind of went, you mm-hmm. know what? this is still my movie. Yeah. And then there are other yeah. scenes where like, oh yeah, we got to remind the people that this is a sequel <laughs> to the thing, to a different film. Yeah. Every time they like NOS warped, I was like, give it to me. <laughs> I was like, yes. That's all I care about. Yeah. What were they doing? Like the things uh, that made sense to me, it was like, okay, so Tej is holding a street race. Cool. And then there is, apparently Paul Walker lives on a boat. Cool. Uh, and then and then and then there's a really convoluted plan to 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 get to different places with bags of money that I only realized were bags of money by the end when they yeah. opened up the trunks, being like, "This is what you were after." And I was like, "Oh, it's it's hard to pay attention to yeah. this to the actual like plot of the film." Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It. I don't know. I sort of was zoning out at times. It was fun, but. I was just like, yeah, they're definitely just going for Remake City here. I mean, you could really tell that this was like no fucking plan. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we're we're going for a sequel. Lots of cars. (laughs) It's a sequel. That that film made money. It's a sequel. (laughs) So it's the 2003 sequel to mm-hmm. 2001's The Fast and the Furious, which we talked about yes. last month. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you didn't listen to that episode, go back. Listen, listen to that to episode. It. Uh, yeah, it's directed by the late, great John Singleton mm-hmm. of Boys in the Hood, Shaft, Baby Boy. I mean, he's mm-hmm. done a lot of great stuff. I love John Singleton. Uh, oh, rest in peace. Too. Boys in the Hood, I, I just talked about this on the main timeline podcast. I was just I watching it the other day. Fucking love time. that film. <laughs> I cry all the that's, time regardless of watching Boys in the Hood no for, for real that's like the three films that I will always cry at are Boys in the mm. Hood Synecdoche New York and I think um, what was the last thing it was so ridiculous I was watching it the other day and I was crying and I was like why are you doing this oh it was um, uh, Eternal Sunshine oh okay yeah no but, that's yeah. sad movie. it's a good three to cry at yeah now Baby Boy I tried yes. to rewatch that for the first time in years uh-huh. a few months back. Well, not try. I did watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck. <laughs> was it it's, was it a hard it's, watch? It's it's not great, but it's very fun. <laughs> very fun. Okay. I mean, does Snoop it hold Dog, up? Yeah. In that like weird, yeah. like if Fast and the Furious holds up sort of way. Um, you know what I mean? That, it does. that weird two thousand Yeah. Yeah, the Shit. early 2000s yeah. were a different time because we yeah. were all still processing 9-11, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, or whatever, like, I don't know, stroke everyone was having at the end of, like, the 90s. And <laughs> the decide, end of 99. Yeah, decide to be uber <laughs> Everybody's creeps. Y2K panic just went, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to steal DVDs. Ugh. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to be a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. They still haven't gotten over that. 
No, no. Like, Fucking oh, wrestling, God. boy. Woo! Fucking Everyone's comedy. going like, down. Had, it's everybody needs to go. Yeah. Like, I'm tired. Get yeah. rid of all of them. It was a heavy day for things that were uh, <laughs> interested in the last last couple of days. You know, it was a heavy couple of days. Yeah. Comedy, uh, was that Me Too stuff was going strong. Yeah, but that's also what's horrible about that shit is like we all know this shit. Well, at least yeah. I think a lot of women in the comedy community knew. Mm. And yeah. that's common knowledge and we all hate Crystalia so much. Yeah. But then it came to sort of men getting clued up on it and I was like, I don't, it's me. weird because uh, right, if you're listening you don't know what we're talking about. Crystalia yeah. got cancelled because he's an asshole and he was being creeping. Uh, he's a pedophile. Grooming, grooming people basically. Yeah. Pedo. And then in wrestling, around the same mm-hmm. time, we had a bunch of wrestlers getting, particularly in the British scene, getting uh, yeah. called out, They're using this hashtag speaking out, where the women are just talking about the horrible experiences they've had with these guys who, who uh, have been either sexual predators or grooming or uh, just a lot of gross stuff. And uh, I'm happy they're speaking out, man. I'm proud proud of them for having the courage. And the one thing you always get is like, why don't you speak out sooner? It's like, motherfucker, because people don't believe you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you want to exactly. figure out why people don't speak out, go look at what some of the guys are saying. Because the guys are being relatively good on the wrestling scene, which I'm happy about. But if you yeah. go and look on the Chris D'Elia stuff, man, the guys are like What's defending him like crazy. Horrible. It's like, what are you talking about? Why he's not even a good comedian? Like I don't, no, I never liked, <laughs> never liked that guy. He's a I was bad so, comedian, and he like he's horrible. Played a pedophile on a Netflix TV show. Yeah. Like, oh, and that wasn't I was the like, first this is a little true to life. <laughs> All right, fuck Damn. it. Let's get back to Fast and the Furious because this yeah, is why sorry, it's just too sorry. real. It's too real. Sorry, uh, I got really yeah. upset. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we were going to talk so about that weird. at some point. Yeah, but yeah, fuck them. Uh, the film was greenlit pretty soon after Universal saw the success of the first film at the box of office course. in the home release. Capitalism. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I was saying. Like as soon as as soon as I put this film on, I was just like from the get go, even even the like opening car race, it was just like, oh. yeah, it was great. A great it's opening go big car race. Or go home. Yeah. But you know, they were just like, Hey, that first yeah. one had a great opening car race scene. Like I was saying in the first episode, like that, that's yeah. one of the best races in the whole film, maybe one of the best in the whole series. And then you have like this race and it's just like, they are just like doing the same thing, but pushing the buttons. I mean, it's, it's silly. And you could tell yeah. they were just like, we're making a, we're making a sequel here. We don't care about the story. We're just cashing in. <laughs> and oh, it's that race is my favorite because obviously they like jump over a bridge that's opened up. Mm-hmm. Fucking cool, fucking great. <laughs> yeah. But Devon Aoki, as she hits the NOS button, says, "Move, bitch!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Total ludicrous. ludicrous. Ludicrous is right there, and yeah. I was like. Get out of <laughs> yeah it's great i was like i love it when they reference things in the movie (laughs) am i am i wrong with that opening car chase scene it seemed like most of the people in the race maybe bar paul walker had like screens with little like character emojis like what the fuck was that all about (laughs) yeah i I know she definitely had one but i felt like one of the other guys had one as well (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And Michael Ely was one of the other racers, mm. which I completely forgot. Yeah. And I adore him. Did um, he play uh Orange Julius or what's it Slapjack? 
Okay, I don't remember. know any of their names. They have weird past. names. Yeah, I was like, that's Tej. I know that. Yeah. That's Roman. I know that. That's white boy. That's okay. And that's, <laughs> that's white boy. Queen of the Earth, Devin Aoki. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Well, the film is notable for its absence of Vin Diesel being mm-hmm. the only film of the franchise where he doesn't Without appear in at least a cameo. <laughs> but originally, Vin Diesel was attached to the project, but he didn't like the script and decided to drop out to make Triple X with Rob Cohen, who directed <laughs> the Fast and the Fur- the first Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. So apparently, Vin Diesel turned down $25 million when he opted out. Well, he's going to get more. <laughs> Yeah, he could have made more. But he only made $10 million to make Triple X. Oh, man. Come on, man. Which I, I know that series was big. You know, it had a couple of sequels. Didn't like yeah. Ice Cube join. Yes. <laughs> and then Ice Cube <laughs> became Triple X. I don't know how those movies yeah. were. Yeah. I don't know. I know either. how I, these movies were. I think I watched maybe a bit of the first one, but I never really cared. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen. No, I've seen the last one. That's a lie. I've okay. seen the last one. I was, like, I was like, I've never seen Triple X. So no, I've seen the last one. When you said Ice Cube became Triple X, I thought you were going to say, and then Ice Cube did a, his own car movie, and it was called Are We There Yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great car movie. It's Great. Fast. Movie. Fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Genius. <laughs> Angel story. Anyway, yes. Apparently, there was two scripts written for the film in case Vin Diesel did okay. return. And then, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, and then they were like, all right, well, he's not returning. So that led to the in- introduction of franchise mainstays, Roman Pierce. Played by mm-hmm. Tyrese and Tej Parker, Tej played Parker. by Ludacris. Luda. Uh, John Singleton, he had seen the first film and he was awed by it, saying, When I saw The Fast and the Furious, I was like, Damn, why didn't I think of that? Growing up <laughs> in South Central LA, we had street races all the time. The director also claimed that the concept of street racing could be something young audiences could relate to. He's right. Uh, Singleton c- credited Top Gun is a major yes. influence for this film, particularly with yeah. regard to the action sequences. I thought yeah. this film felt more like a video game or an anime in terms of its mm. special effects and its presentation and yeah. the whole CGI and everything. And even the elements of the story kind of felt silly, like a GTA game or something like that. Yeah, yeah, The first sure. one it came out. Like there are like, different missions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it was... When um, Roman and I love Roman so much. This is one of like, we'll probably get into this later, but I adore Roman in this film and I wish they sort of kept him the way he was in this film throughout mm. the rest of the franchise because yes, he's funny in this film. There are so many moments where I'm like, yes, Tyrese, make me laugh. But then there are times where I'm like, actually, he's making some really great points and some yeah. really subtle commentary. Like just his attitudes towards Brian being mm-hmm. a cop his attitudes towards working with police all of his apprehension and i think all the ways he um sort of reconciles what he's doing with his friend versus what he stands for is really interesting and i may be looking into it too deeply because it's too fast too furious I mean, like, <laughs> not too deep. to intellectualize yeah too, too deep, look too deep too intellectual too deep, uh, to too look, look too deep yeah period. um <laughs> Definitely. Um, but no, it's it's just like there was that scene where um they are like undercover for the first time and then they have to like race the other drivers to an impound lot to get something out of a Ferrari. And I was yeah. like, This is a game. 
like this is like legit like oh yeah. like this is a stupid G- yeah you're like like yeah, exactly grand theft auto was my first <laughs> exactly that was like my first thought i was like oh this is a gca mission cool yeah um complete with girls in bikinis and whatnot so, absolutely yeah. <laughs> i i feel this the same like, yeah. way about tyrese uh i think i'll get into him a little bit when we get into the mm. well i'm getting i was actually that's next getting into the cast a little bit but uh yeah i don't know actually what he becomes you know in future oh yeah because you've never seen because i've not seen it so obviously he's playing the he's he's in that i'll get into it let's get in the cast all right first obviously brian o'connor yeah paul walker reprises his role dresses like adam sandler fucking nerd that's my first thing nerd doubling down on white boy status with his yeah. like West Coast Choppers t-shirt, his his fucking Dickie oh, shorts, his high shopping. white socks, and his Converse low tops. Like, Stop it! You were a grown man, sir. <laughs> I hate West Coast Choppers. That was such a <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> every Tom, Dick, and Harry, or I mean Cletus, Buck, and um, what's another the, the, the Southern version? <laughs> yeah, the Southern version. Oh, I had their West Coast Choppers shirt. When they're racing to get the package for Carter Verone, I love yeah. <laughs> He just yeah. screams at Tyrese. He's just like, oh, yeah? You think you're the bomb, Rome? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Oh, I love it when Rome yeah. was like, only my old boys call me Rome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, maybe no. <laughs> yeah, like the way Paul Walker attempts to be so down mm. in this film. I was just like, yeah. Ryan. Brian's job. Another example was at the end when Carter's guys were in the car with Brian and Roman, you know, and yeah. they're driving down the highway yeah. like madmen. And one of Incredible. the guys was just like, You're a good driver. And like Brian's just like, Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and Brian so has lame. never said bro throughout yeah. the rest of the franchise. <laughs> he does it like a couple times, but not in that way. Yeah, he even dresses like more like a normal, regular white guy. Yeah, like a like, like a dad as yeah, he dad, like yeah. a father. I mean, I know he's really young in this film, but it's horrible. I know he wears <laughs> one hoodie, and I think the seventh one, and I think that's as casual as Brian will get throughout the rest <laughs> of the franchise because he's always wearing a shirt. But um, no, like I was like, what is happening? You run away to Miami, and this is how you assimilate. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, like that's of the time. It's so of the time, yeah. and I love how of the time I think his relationships are with the other characters as we're, mm. as we're gonna talk about because i think um him like him and his relationships to the community there in Miami, mm. i think is really fascinating because they were like i'm not gonna race this white boy yeah <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I wouldn't they also start calling him bullet in this film yeah. as well quite a few yeah. times which yeah. is a reference to that in the first film when rob cohen actually casted him mm. due to the likeness of steve mcqueen Mm. But I thought that was kind of funny. They like I th- I'm pretty sure Suki definitely called him Bullet at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, as we mentioned in the last episode about Fast and Furious, Paul Walker started to do his own stunts from this film. Notably, that power slide at the beginning after winning the race. Yes. And he just slides in. And then also that 180 degree turn that he does towards the end of the film when he's being chased by the cops on the highway. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, He yeah. did all those. I think it was sort of one of those things where he was like trying to do it, like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, I've been practicing. I'm a good driver. You know, I want to do yeah. it. And 
And they let him do they it. Were, yeah, they were just like, mm, I mean, come on, that's like an insurance nightmare, right? And then yeah, you no, know, for sure. Yeah, it's, I guess he just was like, yeah, let me try it. And they were like, all right, let's see if you can do it. And he fucking did it. And they were like, all right, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. And I, I fucking love that where he just um, drives backwards for I think a good like <laughs> what ten minutes in movie time, or even yeah. less. And I was just like. Yes, like this. That's the kind of Fast and Furious shit that I adore. That mm-hmm. it's so ridiculous, but at the same time, it no, like it's the self awareness in its sort of ridiculousness is what I appreciate. And then I think in this film, they really do play that up because they have fucking set pieces like the cars, like the the car, like the whole switcheroo thing where they're like, "Haha, we're gonna overwhelm the police with yeah. all these street racers," or like. <laughs> When he drives a car into a yacht, into a boat. I was like, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> like, it's it's achievable in terms of the scale of the film. And it's still fun to watch. Like they didn't have to go through two buildings, you know? Yeah. I, like, I hadn't great. seen this film since, um, fuck, like, I mean, when it no, came out. I hadn't out, seen it in years. Oh, When wow. it came out, pretty much. And um, yeah. I was I was just thinking, like, about it. And I remember certain bits, but I was just thinking like, man, I really like don't remember how hardcore they went with some of this stuff. Like, you know, the bridge jump, the jumping onto the the yacht, all that. I was just like, wow, they're really going over the top here. But I guess in the first film, they're like fucking driving under, you know, under under trucks, you know, so. And they were know. stealing DVDs, you know. Like, <laughs> their game, it was still, like, they're still pretty small time, you know. Yeah. And then now they're like, oh, bags of money, apparently. <laughs> or cigars in a glove compartment in a fry. That was so fucking yeah. stupid. What a turd. <laughs> what a turd. Right. I hate that guy. Like, it's not even like, he is the most boring villain I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, he is. And I forgot about him whenever he got off screen. Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, Eva Mendes is the bad guy. Like, she's, yeah, she like, seems like she, she should she, be. Yeah, she <laughs> should be. Like, she was. Great. I also forgot she was in this film, by the way. Yeah, me too. Like, when she came on, I was like, what? I, like, <laughs> I don't remember that. And then I was, oh, oh, right, <laughs> that's how they did. It's wild. It's a journey. All right, so next yeah. we got Tyrese Gibson or Tyrese yes. Roman Pierce. Oh He's God. filled the shoes of Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto for this film. Originally, the person that Brian would have selected to his partner would actually have been Dom in one of those Dom, original yeah. scripts. Uh, but, you know, Tyrese came in. Tyrese's Roman was a childhood friends with Brian, mm-hmm. and they were separate ways when Brian became a police officer. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Fucked up. Uh, yep. he, he was uh, arrested for housing stolen cars, and he was upset when he thought Brian should have helped him out when he was a cop. But apparently, Brian never knew about it. They briefly covered this so briefly, uh, and it was plot. like it's so funny how l- quick they get over this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all like right, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like I didn't yeah. know. All right, man. <laughs> it's like cool, right on. I feel it, and then I was, but then like again, I was like, oh man. But Tyrese's anger is so justified. Like mm. I would have still been mad throughout the whole film and helped him, but like <sighs> the fact that um. Paul Walker does all the exposition to Eva Mendes while they were in that club. 
that ridiculous what I think is a birthday party I'm assuming yeah and then no yeah idea. and then they like flirt and Tyrese is like Ugh, come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's constantly ragging on Brian for chasing girls yes! and, and, and it interfering with business, which is like, yeah, which is like hilarious. Thing. But the thing <laughs> is, it tends to be a bit of jealousy sometimes. It seems, yeah, 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 because yeah, it, sure. it's like it's mentioned that Roman swims in Brian's wake. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's kind of said he he like. You know, yeah. yeah, when you drop them, I'll go pick them up. Sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And it was, I like, was like, all right. Whoa. He's like Mac to Dennis, you know, in the Dennis system. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor baby. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but him. yeah, Roman was on house arrest I'm and he's making her. money driving at a demolition derby. <laughs> like, yeah. Such an off. I don't know. Like demolition derby's a weird. I just don't find Roman to be the type of person his care his his whole vibe doesn't yeah. seem demolition derby, but but I like that set piece. I think that's yeah. like a really interesting look. Like it mm. had a very sort of like almost Mad Max kind of thing. Yeah. Like everybody's yeah, all full of dirt and paint and yeah. it's really cool. I was confused though about him being on house arrest though, and he's living in a in a trailer, uh, in a trailer outside of the demolition derby place, but he's like, they're that's like, oh, you're here. allowed to do this. Oh, I'm, that's why I'm parked here. But I'm just like, but sh- surely you being on house arrest in that's your his house, John. in your house is a trailer that you can yeah. drive around. Anywhere. You can go anywhere, <laughs> which is like. He's the smartest man ever. He's got the, he, you know, he's, he's figured it out. He's beat he's the system. He's figured it out. Exactly. <laughs> this is why, like, Roman Pierce does not get enough credit. <laughs> you will understand this throughout the rest of the franchise and you'll be just as angry as me, hopefully, just being yeah. like, this dude had everything on lock. And I think he, 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 despite, you know, like, apparently getting Paul Walker's quote unquote sloppy seconds. I hate that yeah. phrase. But, um, Roman Pierce acts out of integrity a lot of the time. Because <laughs> he fucking, he just, he fucking, I love that about him where he like, he stands up to everybody. Like, yeah. he will not let anybody fuck with him. <laughs> like, he will steal this fucking cigar cutter thing and, yeah. and talk shit to people. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, that's how no reason Paul to steal like, it. But... Like, you should do that. That's part yeah. of the, part of the job, part of the cover. Paul Walker's like, oh, but I have to be nice on a cop. <laughs> yeah, I love when Roman shoots at the uh, yeah, the, the, the customs yeah. agent just like yeah, yeah oh fuck customs him. right fuck yeah he's just like fuck him like and he's like you go blow our cover man <laughs> and it was like why yeah. would you show up and like oh but I thought you guys were running yeah there's a few elements in this film though where I feel like they sort of don't trust the intelligence of the audience yeah <laughs> for instance when yeah at the beginning they keep showing that Roman has the ankle monitor on because he's on house arrest. And then when he finally decides that he'll, he, you know, he agrees that he'll join Brian. Yeah, and the then FBI. he like touches his ankle being like, yeah, it's free. Yeah. Like he steps out of the car and just show his ankle and there's no monitor on it. It's like, fuck I off. Like like, that, we get it. <laughs> I kind of like that though. What? Just cause I it's cheesy like as it. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I like it because then he like has this whole like I'm not doing this like I don't want to go in there I don't trust mm-hmm. this and I was like that's fair enough I like the juxtaposition I guess yeah. if we're gonna get again you know too deep two thoughts about it um, <laughs> but, yeah 
Uh, 50 Cent was also considered for this role. But Tyrese was ultimately hired after previously starring in Baby Boy for Singleton. Yes. All right. So I will say this. All right. When I was saying about Baby Boys, it's Mm -hmm. fucking silly. But Tyrese is amazing in it. He's incredible. uh, Also, Snoop Dogg is pretty pretty hardcore scary <laughs> in baby boy Snoop Dogg so. is a really solid actor yeah he is I, he's really yeah, good like he doesn't get enough credit for his acting chops i think as much as that sounds silly to say because it should yeah because he also does some really dumb roles where he's like he's not bad it's just he's playing snoop dogg and it's just like fuck like in trailer park boys like <laughs> oh yeah lingerie and the beach phone yeah oh, my God. but i mean is still yeah he's great he's pretty he's fucking pretty. scary in baby boy all right so next we got one of the more pointless characters but you know whatever it was great seeing her we've mentioned her already even mendez yeah is monica fuentes mm-hmm. she's an fbi agent undercover posing as carter's assistant slash girlfriend girlfriend yeah is she that deep undercover that she's banging him i always find that weird in films uh i mean it must happen in real life i mean you hear stuff about fbi agents or agents and stuff that are so deep that they have years and years of being in that they've started families with people but like i don't know it's it's one of those things where like oh it's definitely coercion and it's definitely unethical in terms of i mean their whole job is unethical but Mm -hmm. like it's one of those things where, oh yeah, if it's a guy, like oh of course he's gonna like he's a spy, he's gonna fall yeah. in love with it. And then when it's a girl, everybody's kind of like, wait a second. I'm yeah, just, I mean James Bond's yeah. made a career off of like exactly coercing yeah. women into giving him information. It's, it's gross. disgusting. Let <laughs> look, let Monica Fuentes be. Yeah, but like, I, I yeah I just found it really funny. I was like, what is she doing? Hilarious. I have no idea what she's doing. But they were worried that she had flipped. Mm. And that was why they were kind of interested in Brian getting involved or were they worried about Brian? Cause Brian had already flipped, but then Brian was sort of flipping with her as well. Uh, yeah. Man. There's a lot of flipping involved. Yeah. She becomes Brian's new love interest after mm-hmm. being dumped by a Mia Toretto, obviously when she found out that <laughs> Brian was that a cop. Brian's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> oink, oink. Makes a cop call it Peppa Pig. I love that. That's my favorite. Um, protest sign <laughs> alright so then there's Cole Hauser playing Carter Verone again yep. he's apparently an Argentinian drug lord I don't know I mean uh, they barely they I gloss see no over. drugs yeah, yeah. I, I sell drugs um, it's like he, I sell drugs no it's like he's just a douche <laughs> like, I literally had to keep going back douche. to figure out what he was doing so he had a problem getting his money out okay. of the country. Okay. But because they couldn't yeah. link any of the money to him. I don't know. It was all really weak when they were explaining this. Yeah, like the okay, like the actual plot itself mm. is very like hmm? I'm yeah. sure there are easier ways to do this. And if you were a good drug lord, you would know them. <laughs> I feel like again, he's like a professional douchebag. Like I think yeah. that's cool he does. Like <laughs> And then if you interrupt his douchebaggery, he'll heat up a thingy, the, the wheel, onto yeah. your stomach in the middle of the party. Yeah, I, um, I, I actually wrote that down as a note. I was like, thank God for the rat in the bucket scene or else I really wouldn't have cared about this guy at all. 
Because, <laughs> like, otherwise, he doesn't seem like he's that, like, he's scary. He's not scary like, at all. I think I was more scared of his goons. Well, his goons weren't scary either. They were quite, like, yeah. No one them. was really, like, he's not cool and he's not scary. At least in the first film, the main bad guys, which was kind of, we didn't really talk about this, being sort of a weak sort of main bad guy was sort of Johnny Tran. But I mean, he yeah. was at least really cool. And his Johnny whole crew Tran was, was cool. Awesome. They had awesome cars, awesome and everything. And they had clear motives. Yeah. Lest, lest we forget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Carter Verone has money hidden inside of a wall inside of a trailer park. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So next there's another new guy. It's Chris Ludacris. Bridges, yeah, Tej Parker. Yes. Um, like, like I mentioned in the previous episode, mm-hmm. Ja Rule was meant to have a larger role in the series. Man. And he would have filled this role if he had taken it, but he was upset that Vin Diesel was offered $25 million and he was only offered $500,000 to come oh, back as ja Edwin. He started Firefest to get back at Vin Diesel. But. <laughs> he also wanted a, a larger role. Uh, with Edwin being in the Roman role, uh, but that would make no sense. Fucking no sense. No sense. Zero sense. And I'm glad Ludacris is in this franchise. Yeah, I mean, like the only people that could have done this role mm-hmm. would be Dominic Toretto because it mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. For Paul Walker to be like, "Oh, I know a guy," and then it's yeah. dumb. It's like easy. Or like Letty. Or you have to, yeah, or Letty. Yeah. Or you have to bring in someone completely new that no mm-hmm. one knows because yeah. you have to have someone that is not a joke like Ja Rule was in the first film. He was a joke. Yeah. Ja Rule was comic. Win a movies. race. Um, Monica. I would have loved that though. Another Mana. I think this film's Monica is move bitch. Like, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. move bitch. bitch. I was like, yes. <laughs> Oh, that little clip is the reason I am who I am today. Mm. And I owe it all. <laughs> I owe it all to Devin Aoki. Um, but yeah, Ludacris is such a great addition. And I, oh man, it's again that whole thing of once you do get around to watching the rest of the films, um, wherein like, I think all the, well, I think a lot of the black characters if they are speaking roles, if they are like part of the main cast, they get pigeonholed into like heist archetypes. Yeah. Um, And it really messes with me because when you watch this film, you're kind of like, actually there's a lot of potential here for a lot more substance. Um, But Tej in this film is also kind of just like, he's, he's the guy, you know? Yeah. He's the guy, you know, in Miami. Yeah, he's the guy you, you want to be Miami. hooked up with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he runs all the races. He knows Literally. where all the shit is. He can hook yeah. up anything. He knows yeah. everybody. Everybody mm. respects him. And then, as the franchise goes on, if it's not even really a spoiler, like he becomes the go-to like the tech guy, guy, right? Yeah, he yeah. becomes the tech guy, which he is becomes kind of. Man. Which I, I was don't like, recall him doing anything except for having a garage. Not in, yeah, not in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Like in this film, it's like he has a garage and they know how to get into the, well, they they look, they're smart enough to know that GPS is hooked up into everything in this car. 
like his guys and everything, but they don't make him out to be like he's some guy that's like this big smart hacker tech guy. Yeah, like they don't make him out like he he like hacked the NSA, which <laughs> I think he does in a couple of movies. <laughs> which is fine. Like I think that's also like a cool role, but that's mm-hmm. again sort of like a like a yeah, like it becomes an archetype the same way. Letty later just becomes like an angry extension of Dom. You yeah. Know? Like who only like serves n- to love nostalgia him. pop and yeah this, exactly and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah, i mean she's I love, pretty cool in the know, first film she's really cool and i love Taj. Mm. Taj is so like he's he's on his money which i think is like a really great like that's like a nice side thing to sort of round out the whole like fleshing out that world mm-hmm. but you don't really see that about Tej ever again I think as the yeah. the franchise progresses. I'd like so. to have known more about his backstory I mean oh, for briefly sure, he for was sure. talking about how he was a, a racer I think mm-hmm. like um, Roman asked him like oh yeah like are you, you gonna race? get in one of those cars yeah like, yeah and he was just like no nah, I don't I don't race anymore I used to but had an accident and ever since then he's been kind of like put off by it it's almost as if they took Tej and and Roman mm-hmm and that's Dominic Toretto, like from the first yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like, took they took broken Dom him apart into two yeah. characters because they couldn't mm. get Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I also think I also think not just because that um, that's the way the film is made now. I don't think Dom would fit in Miami because mm-hmm. I think Dom is such a already like established so presence. Like, yeah, like he's so so cal and he's so. Apparently later on the film Cuban, um, and <laughs> he'd fit in in Miami. <laughs> he'd fit in it. He'd fit in in Miami the way like, oh man, like the Step Up movies fit in Miami. You know, like um, the way LeBron fit into Miami Le- for like a couple. I seasons. have a LeBron Heat jersey, so yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Those were valid championships. Yeah. Everybody at me now. Um, but no, I think I think Dom would have been quite strange because then you wouldn't get the whole like you wouldn't have the same access Taj would and you wouldn't have the same sort of here's somebody that knows Brian before he was the Brian that we met you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, which I think is really interesting yeah well when Ja Rule dropped out of this <laughs> Tej role um, as Edwin uh, Singleton actually first contacted Redman got blunt that week. And he that was actually going to do it. Yeah, it would have been really interesting. That would have been really but interesting. But some scheduling conflicts yeah. prevented it from happening. And uh, Ludacris was contacted, who was mm-hmm. very happy to get involved. So that's nice. And alongside Ludacris, you have a love interest. It's someone we've been saying a lot about. Well, you particularly. But I did yeah. mention. My Skype background right now. And I was going to let it mar- marinate. On this, uh, Devin Aoki. Yes. Suki. She's somewhat of a love interest to Ludacris, but they do a really good thing with her where she seems fucking cool. Like, I really liked her character. I don't know why they didn't do more with her in this film, and then they haven't done it. She's not been in anything since. No. It pisses Uh, me off. Yeah. Like, she's one, a cool driver. She comes in second in that race. She's also. Like an artist, she artist who designs yeah. all the cars. Mm. Like, and her car looks badass. And also, I, I she just that. has that 
cool attitude where she just seems like she's not taking any shit. She's like yeah. that sort of Letty of this film. Yeah, but not in the way that Letty is sort of… Letty's sort of volatile, you know? Like, yeah, she's not angry. She seems yeah. like a really pleasant person. And she's got all of her like her ladies that are yeah, her crew. Yeah, she's got her squad. It's really cute. I want to be in that squad. <laughs> Damn. Just hot, like a lot of hot Asian girls doing their thing. I was yeah. like, exactly right. Come on. What are you… Come on. I want that pink car so bad. Like I was like, really? I need to yeah. be a better driver just so I could drive shit like that. Like, oh my God. It's, it's again, one of those things where like high trash, early 2000s aesthetics yeah. where I admire so deeply for some reason. Like, Can you move slightly like to the other way? The other way? So I was just trying to see what she's wearing she's in this photo. The reverse Because that is, that is trash from the 2000s. Trash right from the 2000s, but it works so well. <laughs> reverse traps? Yeah. Come on. Like I am yeah. on a mission. <laughs> To find something similar or something similar enough that I can modify into that. Um, yeah. Because, oh my God. Like, <laughs> it should not work. Yeah. But it works. Her, like, <laughs> the fashion in this film is just, the 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 costume design. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Give it to me. It makes no sense. But I'm so happy. <laughs> um, apart from maybe like Paul Walker. But um, yeah, he just wears t-shirts. Well, you'll be happy to know. You don't have to be a good driver to be a driver in these films and drive cool cars like that pink car because, again, like in the first film, mm -hmm. the couple ladies in that film, uh, Michelle Rodriguez and... Uh, Jordana Brewster. Yeah, Jordana Brewster. Had no license. Mm. Devin Aoki also had no, had license, no license and did not know how to drive before Vibes. this film. <laughs> Big vibe. I also found it very funny that even as cool as she was, this lowbrow 2003 trash. <laughs> yeah, lowbrow 2003 trash. She couldn't trash get away from a comment. racing undercover yeah. cop movie. This ludicrous comment, which is ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, it's ludicrous and ludicrous says it. Bring that body by the shop later so we can work on that front end of yours. Oh my God. Ugh. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like the like the most early 2000s shit I ever heard and her yeah. response is one quite impressive but two also girl mm. <laughs> she's into it <laughs> yeah I was like she's into it but then okay, uh, so like oh yeah no they're like together cool yeah yeah I'm glad they actually sort of I guess made that clear later because otherwise yeah. it would have just been like, like really creepy yeah mm. Tom Barry's back yeah as FBI agent Bilkins. Mm -hmm. And then we also get our boy from the Warriors, James yeah. Remar, yeah. as U.S. Customs agent Markham. Big idiot. And he's an idiot. He's the kind dumbest of, person in this whole movie. Didn't really need him. No. But, uh, okay, I, I kind of want to counter that to the point where um, I think if we didn't have him, you wouldn't be as frustrated. Or you wouldn't side with the characters that um, are the protagonists more. Cause, yeah. Like he's, Cause he's as much as dick. the villain is a villain, you know, he's a really shitty antagonist. Mm -hmm. Like we've said earlier, like he's the most boring drug lord in the world. He's <laughs> yeah. a professional douchebag. This guy, he's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like bureaucracy as a person, you know, like. All right. Let me ask you this. Yes. I say 
that I don't really like his character, but I agree, and I find it kind of pointless, but I agree with what you said there. Mm. But imagine this. Originally, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be in cahoots with Carter Verone. Damn it. And they changed it. How good would that have been? That would have been good, made but also more would have sense. been mad confusing. Huh? It's already confusing. That's true. <laughs> it's well, like, then, what is would Carter Mendes doing? be there? I think it's one of those things where... like She should have been bad as well. Yeah, to your point it earlier, where they, had, they couldn't get Dom, so they split two characters apart. I think they had like a composite character and then mm-hmm. turned it into three different people. Because yeah. I think those three represented like the antagonistic forces to our like two heroes. White Angel. Um, or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, <laughs> our, Sorry, our, white, fucking... our white boy and baby boy. Um, yeah. White boy and baby boy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Is that uh, the title? <laughs> the <other side>? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it? Two, two baby, two, two boy. Too deep, something too too deep, thoughts, too, thought, too deep, too thoughts, too, too deep, deep. Too, too too think too <laughs> too think too much, um, too think too much. White boy and baby boy. <laughs> that's literally my whole brain most yeah. of the time. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm kidding. Um, Last cast yeah. member that I thought it was worth mentioning is uh, my boy Mark Boone Jr., <laughs> who played the Miami PD detective on Carter's payroll. Because one, you got to have a crooked cop. And yeah. if you're going to have a crooked cop, it's got to be Mark Boone Jr. He's made a mm-hmm. career of it. Big. Seven, Batman Begins, Hype Too Fast, Too Furious. He's yeah. done it so many times. Um, plus, I love him in Steve Buscemi's film, Lonesome Jim. He plays the uncle in that. And he's also, I think, in Trees Lounge. He's a scummy fuck in Trees Lounge. But he's like... He's a good, good scumbag. He's, he's good at scum fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people are just born with it, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, it's Maybelline. Maybe maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. Not put Maybelline in that dirty ass yeah. hair. <laughs> All right, let's get into the cars. You've already yes. talked about Suki's car. You Vroom. quite liked it. I love it. All right, so all the cars were picked out by Universal with the final decision by technical advisor Craig Lieberman. Mm-hmm. This is Against what a lot of people think that apparently Paul Walker picked out all the cars. And it's not true, particularly not for this film. Yeah. Um, but Craig Lieber- Lieberman actually owned quite a few of the cars, including the Nissan Skyline that Brian first drives and races at, in, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the film. The dad car. The dad car. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. So the cars that Brian races against at the mm-hmm. beginning are yeah. the same models that won all the major races in the previous film. And they reach the bridge in reverse order of their appearance in the first movie. So Slapjack, he drives the Toyota Supra, and that's a similar model to Brian's at the end of the first film. Mm -hmm. Suki drives the Honda S2000, which is similar to Johnny Tran's car. And then Orange Julius drives a Mazda RX-7, the orange car which is built from Dominic's first car, uh, the first film. Yeah, so that's actually kind of interesting. And super nerdy. I love it. Yeah, really meta nerdy bullshit. (laughs) That's so much work for these movies. Yeah, so much work. Although, to be honest, I mean, it seems like they were using a lot of the same cars, but just putting new kits on them and stuff. So they would like, they would just put like a kit from a year later or a year before on onto the the same frame um 
that's as much as I'm going to sound like a car guy because I have no idea. <laughs> I love those cutaways, by the way, where like before the first race and you had all the Asian kids sort of showing off their sound systems. And I was yeah. like, again, come on. Like that come first film was the kid playing yeah. his video games. <laughs> was, yeah, that's 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 what we're good for. Um, that's yeah. what we're great, great at. <laughs> I will say, though, that they did more with even if those characters are all kind of like a bit of a joke. Mm. Um, besides Suki but like Slapjack and Orange Julius they actually featured them a little bit more and they came back later in the film as well as opposed to some of the races in the first film particularly that first one yeah like Ja Rule shows up like twice yeah but then Ja Rule shows up doing the same function as -hmm. opposed to like yeah Slapjack and Orange Julius come back and sort of like you know chaos help out yeah yeah which is weird but They lost a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, For the bridge jump, though, all the cars except Suki's Honda S2000 were fitted with roll cages, which are those like weird sort of protective things to protect people in case the car flips. Uh, And that's because Suki was Suki's car is a convertible, Mm. um, but it was instead fit. Her car was instead fitted with a remote control and a dummy in the driver's seat. (laughs) Which is also probably because she definitely wasn't going to do it because yeah. uh, she can't drive. Uh, another fun fact, though, during the highway chase scene, mm-hmm. after that Ford Mustang gets crushed by the tractor yeah, trailers, yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's a Chevrolet Corvette that crashes into the, all the wreckage, and that was not supposed to happen at all. Awesome. And it was a mistake, but since it was it. just such a good shot and yeah. the driver wasn't hurt, Mm. They were like, yeah, fucking keep it. It's cool. It's like, it looks great. So much neon lighting was used in the cars that they had to have a technical specialist who was, his expertise was shooting a neon, like neon light Mm -hmm. on film. They had to keep him on set at all times. (laughs) And that's, that's the Miami of it all, I think. Yeah. Because they were like, that's what the cars look like here. Um, Fucking neon. I said in the last one, man, that stupid neon bullshit just took over i was like, like these are all the cars that look like the cars that derailed the truck in the animated film cars and that's exactly <laughs> what it should be um i adore it it's crazy it's oh well man. speaking of derailing cars oh yeah so we have the harpoon like electrical device that the so police stupid. are using defund them they don't need that disable the cars what the hell? All right, is so that, that thing that does not exist in reality was made Good. up by the creators of the film to add more excitement. But John Singleton has said that many people thought it was a real device. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so, so silly. It's so it's, dumb. It's very it's like really uh, Star Wars, like just some device that just shuts down. Like yeah, all the everything. All like, yeah, <laughs> but then that's really funny because now watching films, obviously, where like everything is automated and self-driving cars. Play mm-hmm. an important part in the set pieces as it does in like later in this franchise but um <laughs> the fact that like uh the assumption is that most of that car's electrical controls it and then yeah. you know you just zap zap and then everything's dead i was like <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure cars in 2003 did not work like that yeah 
Definitely not. I mean, yeah, we weren't. I, I don't there know yet. enough about cars, but I definitely don't think they were able to do that. Now today, yeah. maybe, yeah, and yeah, today I'm for they sure. haven't you brought that, that device yeah. back. You know, like, <laughs> but yeah, weird. Really All right, soundtrack. Oh, uh, we're a little bit more hip hop oh. and R&B this time. Yeah. There's no new metal in sight. No new metal. <laughs> no new metal in sight. Just it's a little bit of techno, but a no little new metal. bit. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's again one of those things where like it's such a specific like era specific sound, like yeah. era specific kind of hip hop and R&B, like fresh off of fresh off of I think both their music careers, like uh, yeah. Tyrese and I actually don't know if Tyrese made music before this film. I think he did. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So fresh off of like Tyrese and Ludacris's sound, but yeah, I think like it's fresh off of that kind of sound and sort of like mm-hmm. trailing off the late nineties, and then you get the sort of um, man. Every time they're like outside, on, like by the lake or a beach, I don't know. Um, yeah, that giant body of water. <laughs> it, it's just. Oh, and then you hear the words too fast, too furious in the song. Too fast. Like, yeah. Too like, furious. Yeah, that's exactly what I came here for. <laughs> too fast for y'all. Oh, so <laughs> Fucking headline by Ludacris's Act of Fool, which mm-hmm. I completely forgot that uh, song. Tr- oh, banger. Because uh, it, it, it starts with the too fast, too furious thing, and I forgot about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did write that. But then yeah. the rest of the song, I remember that being a big hit, it's and I forgot that it was written Lucas. for this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, it's notable for having Joe Budden's pump, 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 pump it up, uh, which I did not realize that that was in this film as well. Um, I didn't realize that song was that old, actually. So that kind of surprised me. It's not even that old, you know. Well, two thousand threes. I mean, if you actually, my brother do the math, was born in '03. Like. And how old is he now? He's 17. That's like, but that's a long time ago. Actually. That is a long 17 time ago. years. You're like, damn, that's, that's a long time. I mean, that's, that's how long lockdown has been. <laughs> 17. I've aged so much um, <laughs> <laughs> under quarantine. But yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. But I, I kind of wish there would have been like music to reflect Brian in some way, you know? Like, I yeah, like there's no new metal. Um, not even, even a little bit of like most of the story. yeah just so, yeah. you know a little simple plan or whatever even like, or you know I mean just get Fred Durst back on the line get him another Jesus like Christ. sort of sort of new metal song that's sort of hip hop as well I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Avril Lavigne was a thing yeah yeah uh, <laughs> skater boy Yes! Yes! <laughs> trying to dress like Brian. I don't I love his shirt that says Brian. He's like, yeah. why didn't you just wear that the whole movie? Like, we, we don't know who you are. Yeah, I, I was like, I do not know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> and you were an undercover cop and we did not know who you are. <laughs> and we knew you then. Tyrese and Ludacris and R. Kelly did a song as well called Pick Up the Phone. It's pretty bad. Um, Trick Daddy 
<laughs> I just wanted to say Trick Daddy because it's dumb name. Uh, right he had a song called Repre- Represent that was pretty popular on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then there was also Hell Yeah by Dead Prez. And it's really weird because I went and looked at the version on the soundtrack and it's got this really this is the most Brian song probably because it's got like this weird sort of electric guitar like added on top but then I saw the video the original video uh-huh. which is incredibly violent and hilarious oh, shit. Um, and there's no guitar part on it so they must have done a different okay. version for this soundtrack I don't know but the soundtrack I don't know I don't I don't know if it's as good as the first film where do you rank it no. on fast and the furious soundtracks it's forgettable or is it's, pump it up good enough it's not forgettable i think it's expected yeah yeah like is the first one i was like it's this is new this is fresh i like it and then as the films go on you're kind of just like okay which rapper <laughs> from the billboard 200 are you gonna hit up to do a song yeah that was joe budden right <laughs> the, yeah oh fuck and then the Wiz Khalifa song happened in the seventh one. And I think the music just stopped being like. Integral. Im- yeah. It stopped being yeah. integral. It stopped being like, we're going to look for the right songs. And it became, we're going to look for the hits and put it in the movie. Yeah. Which is like two different approaches. Like to, I think what, to what adds into the storytelling. So. Yeah. I feel like having act of full. And especially with the Ugh, too fast, song. too furious, too what furious song that man. that like uh, is sort of epitomizes this film though. You yeah. know, like it's just like we're making a sequel. We're making and a sequel. We're gonna have a a song to go along yeah. with it. Yeah. Um. I mean, all right. Fuck it. Before I go any further, greatest sequel name of all time, right? Yeah. Too fast, too furious. Like of course. the greatest. It's name. the greatest title like ever. Sorry. Yeah, um, it's. It, I'm not. I'm not even joking. It is such an awesome, clever. Too like, fast. Too furious. It's perfect. So <laughs> it raises the bar. Like, yeah. Okay. If the tenth one isn't furious and the I and the O is spelled with a ten, they have lost. Like yeah, they have. They start they, over. Start over <laughs> so because we can you were letting again. John Singleton down. <laughs> you were letting him down. Too fast. We, too furious. I love. We that. should um. We should copyright that. The, you know? the viewers said no. I think I'm pretty sure they're going to do that. I'm no, we should certain. do it before they get to it. Yeah, and then and then, and then sue them? if they want to do it, we'll just be like, then give me money, a million dollars, please. Sorry. <laughs> you you're know you're going to make billions on this. Yeah, come on, just a million. <laughs> just a wee bit. <laughs> what do you think? I should go for more. I'm not yeah. greedy. Well, go big or go home, right? All right. Two million, and then I'll give away the other million. <laughs> this house in Miami that Carter Verone stayed at, his personal mansion, mm-hmm. it was owned by Sylvester Stallone at the time. <laughs> Weird fact. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I just wish he had just still been there at one point. Like imagine if they were up. shooting and he just like yeah, forgot they were shooting. Hey. Oh, yeah. I'm being the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the scene near the end of the film with the boat driving on to Iconic. The, onto the the yacht. Yeah, onto the yacht so, classic. So when it's driven onto the boat, mm-hmm. uh 
It was filmed at Cape Florida State Park on Key Biscay. And okay. they built a new fishing pier, uh, the movie crew did, to provide the ramp. And the car was prepared with the engine and all the fuel and brake lines removed. Yeah. And the, vigi- the vehicle steamed clean so there would be no oil or gas or anything uh-huh. to pollute the Biscayne Bay. So the plan was to shoot like several times because they yeah. just thought like, you know, we gotta, we're probably going to have to keep doing this. But <laughs> it ended up being... It ended up being the uh, first take was so good. Wow. They they canceled all the other takes. So nice. That's pretty good. First pretty take good. slammed right on. First try. Wow. <laughs> all wow. right. This is something I wish would have stayed in this film. And we've already talked about yeah. uh, a little bit of heat. So mm-hmm. early drafts of the script featured a scene where Brian played a game of pickup basketball with Rome's cousins called Flip Flip and Samuel. Flip was supposed to be played by rapper Fabulous. I would have loved to see Oh, no. And Samuel was supposed to be played by longtime Miami Heat player Alonzo Mourning. How fucking cool would that have been? Why did they not do this? Why? You could have like taken out that stupid scene at the nightclub. Yeah. And, and done just the exposition had, there. At yeah. The, uh, where they were getting the over their, their, their weird beef and stuff. Yeah. You know, because that would have been a great way to get over beef. Oh. You know, like maybe like Brian and Roman are playing, you know, on each other's teams and then one of them, you know, blocks the other or something, yeah. you know, and then he's about to get in a fight. And then it just, you weren't there for me when I needed you, man. I was locked up. I didn't know. Sorry, <laughs> dog. That's essentially how it went down. <laughs> yeah, and then Fabulous comes in, and there's like the the yeah the Fabulous version of "So Into You" by Tamia comes on in the background, yeah. and Eva Mendes walks in. It would be great. Man. Yeah, I mean, they could have had her flirt with Brian in another scene because they were no. constantly flirting in the film, and then Carter flirting. could have seen that and just went, like, "Oh, you like my girl, don't you?" I mean. It's, I, I kind of wanted to weird. see um, Roman more frustrated, just being like, "Oh, come on!" Like, <laughs> but like the, the funny thing about that is that Roman doesn't even get a chance. Like, Roman doesn't get his two cents into her ever. Yeah. They like shake hands at the end. He's like, "You know what? I'm done." <laughs> Good for you, sweetie. Good for you. Yeah, they never oh, yeah. bring her back at all. Yeah, and they never bring back Suki. They never, they never bring, bring back, back Suki. Slapjack and Orange Julius. It's <laughs> very upsetting. I'm yeah. very upset about all of this. Yeah. Uh, but Eva Mendez, it, uh, she actually, no, actually, does she not come back? She does. I remember, for I remember that. An name. uncredited appearance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Monica Fuentes in a cameo. I, we'll get to that. I, I've already had that spoiled for me, but it's okay. Is it the fifth movie? I think it is. Uh, yeah, fifth yeah. or sixth. I can't remember. And I know, I know about what she's there for and mm-hmm. the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is that will spoil before we even decided to do this. I knew about the storyline, which kind of sucks in some ways, but it's okay. You know, I'm still looking forward to seeing what goes on in the next of the films. You know, in this film, it was one of the lowest rated films of the franchise, only yeah. slightly rated worse than. 
Tokyo uh, Drift, which I think is ridiculous because I think Tokyo Drift is very ridiculous. Like I adore like <laughs> Song Kang in it. I think he's amazing, yeah. and Han is probably one of my favorite characters in the whole franchise. But I hate the what's his face the yeah the, the, the white boy yeah from Sling Blade. I gotta keep that inside because I'm gonna talk so much about Lucas Black. Lucas Black. I'm not about it. No. I'm gonna talk about Sling Blade all the way through the next episode. I'm gonna do it with this accent. You're gonna do it with that accent. (laughs) Yeehaw. This film actually was nominated for two Razzie Awards. Worst sequel or remake and worst excuse for an actual movie. (laughs) Worst excuse for an actual movie is I think the <laughs> Which is an award amazing award. Heard. Oh man, the Pot Charlies needs to rip that one off. Yeah, I want to <laughs> use that to insult someone. Like you are the worst yeah. excuse for a movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the next time any of my exes come back in my DMs, I'd be like, "You were the worst excuse for a movie I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah. in my life. It's like the waste of space. Yeah, of waste film of space, awards. time, and resources. <laughs> uh, critics, though, they actually praised Walker and Tyrese, but they stated the film was too dialogue heavy, and they didn't like the story. Uh, particularly, <laughs> I don't like it, it. It's it's kind of like uh, one of those weird things, though. Like at the time. They didn't like it, but now, obviously, in recent years, the series has blown up mm-hmm. and it's been reevaluated and it's kind of considered a bit of an underrated gem of the franchise. Yeah. As uh, most particularly with just do. how good the chemistry between Walker and Tyrese was from the beginning. Yeah. I will admit, yeah. they are pretty great on the screen They're together. They're really great. Yeah. It's like immediately there's something there. And it's actually like makes me think of like when. Paul Walker actually passed away. Mm-hmm. How like uh, like amazingly touching Tyrese's like tributes yeah. to him were. It was yeah, really yeah. sad. I remember that. And I was just like, I don't even watch this like franchise really, and oh, dude, barely know. And crying. I was just like, oh, Tyrese. Oh, Furious Seven is an emotional one. Just a heads up, by the way. Like that shit <laughs> hurts. <laughs> Am I ready? Oh, um, you're not ready. Dog. But you know. Th- Despite the poor reviews, though, this film, mm-hmm. I mean, it made $236 million, which is more than the first film, on a $76 million budget, which was also more than the first film. So they probably about made the same at yeah. the end of the day. But, I mean, I will say one of the main reasons why Vin Diesel decided to not do this film was because he didn't like the script and the reason was because he thought the script I think he said they didn't do the Godfather thing with it and this has taken me back to that's a good point when Phil and I did the Star Wars episodes Mm -hmm. uh, Phil was bringing up the fact that like the second Star Wars film Empire Strikes Back was made in a way that it expanded sequels at a time where things weren't really expanding like a universe Mm -hmm. for instance like Jaws yeah. Great film, Jaws 2. I love Jaws 2. I've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. But it is trash. And it's One just of John's like made... most controversial opinions. <laughs> it's made simply just to cash in on yeah. more on the first film. Mm-hmm. But then you have films like Godfather and Star Wars and these films in the 70s and the 80s where they, you know, would kind of buck the trend of the 70s and 80s and 90s, uh, you know, it's like an expanding, like, the world that you were in mm-hmm. 
And I think that's what we're in right now. And I kind of touched on this a little bit, like in the first episode, because I didn't think we were really going to do this going through all the series, but it was actually really fun. I had a great time editing that first episode and me and Ariane were just kind of like, ah, fuck it. Let's do it. It'd be fun. Let's do all of them. But we are in a period where Mm -hmm. they did not know how big this ship was going to be. Yeah. And you can tell they had no idea. Yeah. And they obviously don't know until the fourth film. Because yeah. like they make a third film and we'll get to it, but Paul Walker's not even in it. Like yeah. n- completely new white boy to hate. Completely <laughs> new white boy, but then you get Dom back a little yeah. bit, you know? Mm-hmm. You get Dom back and you get again, arguably one of the greatest characters in the franchise. I adore Han. Yeah. You know? You get um, a lot of drifts. You get the drift yeah. master himself. You get drifting. the drift king. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. But then, yeah, again, that thing of they had no idea how big this is going to be. And I think they also had no idea in the kind of market they would be competing in because they would be up against the Star Warses and the Avengers and the Hunger Games of the world. You know, like yeah. there were all these big character driven blockbusters wherein if you wanted to do an action sequence, it had to be way over what you had yeah. ever thought. And then they did deliver that, I think, and they they continually had to justify why they had to do that and why they sort of <laughs> had to compete for that slot. Like you were, yeah. If you're in the box office against the Avengers, if you're not like the logical thing for them to do is to okay, no, this is we're gonna save the world now, like because that's yeah the kind of yeah. shit people want to see from the outside looking in. Because obviously, I haven't dived yeah. into those later films, but I I imagine. As I always put it, that the Avengers films are a bit like color by numbers. And I imagine yeah. the producers of this series have ripped out a page of that coloring book. Mm-hmm. And then they snorted a bunch of Michael Bay's cocaine. Yes. And just like said, boom, here we go. Fast. But, <laughs> like, but they also <laughs> over watched, the top action sequences. But they also wa- rewatched these first three movies again. Yeah. Because yeah. continuity the, is key. Continuity. I was like, yeah why it was like people that watch this aren't this invested like i am and i'm sure many people are just being like oh my god where's suki oh my god ladies you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah they, they they were sort of taking care so that not everybody will care about the characters when they watch the films but then they they made it a point to make sure the people that did care about them came back you know they came mm-hmm. back to see the rest of them through and yeah. I am unfortunately, unironically, one of those people. <laughs> um, I love this shit. It's so fun. It's so dumb. Yeah. I'm going to drive fast cars through a building. Um, but yeah, and then they get like bigger additions to to their sort of crew with like The Rock mm-hmm. and Jason yeah. Statham and soon John Cena, which I'm so upset that I won't get to see until <laughs> yeah. next year, but it's fine. <laughs> I want to be able to see that shit in theaters. So I want to see The Rock and John Cena just beat each other up. I I mean, I want to see Vin Diesel fight thin air. You know what I mean? Like, yes, him. If Hobbs does not drop a Fruity Pebbles reference. Yeah. Into that film, I'm going to be upset. I think it's a contractual (laughs) obligation at this point. (laughs) Like he has to. But yeah, I mean, this this film's fun. All right. So I was going to say, like, should we start ranking these films as we go along? Ooh, I think like should we once we've gotten more keep than a tally. four? Then yeah, no, I mean, but because we can go ahead and say I yeah. personally think the first one's 
the first one's better the best. than this one, obviously. Yeah. The first one, is but I'm curious. Favorite. I'm curious if we keep going. If mm-hmm. if I if I like start ranking oh, them, and I'm okay. like, all right, well, right now it's you know Fast and Furious, and then Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. but then. I imagine Tokyo Drift's going to be at the bottom. Yeah, Tokyo <laughs> but, Drift um, is my least favorite. <laughs> I'm curious to see, like, if in the future episodes, if, like, one of the other films, I, think I the like rankings it more than will the first change. film. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you'll like it more than the first film, but I think there are some where you will like better than this one, and some will definitely you'll like more than the other, because I think once you get to four through eight and Hobbs and Shaw, like mm-hmm. you'll you'll have the like you'll pick favorites because I definitely <laughs> do, and it's yeah. the whole thing of I rewatched six and seven recently because they're on Netflix, and I'm kind of just like I'm actually quite torn on which of the two I like better than the other, yeah. which is a really stupid opinion by the way because who the fuck cares about the Fast and Furious films, but um, <laughs> but to we do. the yeah we do, but to the knuckleheads that care just like us, um, that's a really like. You know, it's a really interesting thing. And then if I compare that against five, say, or Hobbs and Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw blew my mind, by the way. So you, you <laughs> better get ready. Like, strap so in. You are in for a treat and a half. And the half is Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't, I actually did not know he was in that film. Neither did we. Yeah. He's the Rock's half. Yeah. Oh, man. They literally aren't everything together. Yeah. But the thing about, I think, the Fast and Furious films is, is the, the you think they've done the most ridiculous thing ever in the last film you saw? No. Like, <laughs> the one after that, they will outdo. And I think that's yeah. a whole, like, I think a lot of franchises do fall flat in mm-hmm. um, sort of trying to outdo the one before it or trying to improve upon the one before it. But I think they've really got, at least in terms of spectacle, I think they've really got that down. Like, I think that's what they're good at. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. That's my two two cents. Too furious. Um, yeah. Well, that's been too fast, too furious. Yes. Our thoughts went too deep. Too, too far. Thought, yeah. Too far. We've gone too far. <laughs> too fast. <laughs> uh, we've gone too far, too furious. Um, I felt like even when I was doing the notes for this, though, that like because of how it's just a regular old sequel. It was kind of hard to really like go yeah. forward. I felt like it's kind of, I'm, I'm itching to get into something new. Um, so I'm but curious it is dependent to see like on the other ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Um, I'm so excited for you. I, I like, will say so overall, <laughs> this film, this film's fun, but like, it doesn't really, I wish it had more John Singleton flavor on it. Like, yeah, I no, feel for like sure. for there's sure. not I think enough. You got a lot of studio notes. You can tell. Mm, yeah. yeah like you know he obviously has his little flourishes here and there probably mostly with Tyrese yeah maybe that's the, maybe that's, that's the problem that's what I loved about the whole ankle thing that you hated when he first gets out of the car I was like that's such a John Singleton thing I adore it yeah yeah no I mean I I didn't hate it yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was hilarious I mean it's it, funny. like it's something funny to pick on because yeah. it's stupid <laughs> but it's like <laughs> but it's, I'm it's glad like it was there because it made me flourish. <laughs> you know, you could tell it was. Yeah. But then again, they were trying to keep it like, yeah, we need you to remember that this is a Fast and Furious film, and this, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, 
cranking yeah. through the engine and super cgi <laughs> oh my God. playstation two, two the graphics war- you know <laughs> mm, mm, but when you hit the nos and then everything yeah. just becomes like a gas bar no fill i'm like yeah yeah <laughs> well i hope you listeners there who subscribe on patreon have uh, enjoyed, enjoyed this, this. I hope yeah. you are watching along with us, maybe. I don't know. Please do. Um, <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, I feel bad if we're going through this whole Fast and Furious thing and you're kind of like, fucking hate those films. So hopefully you're trying to have a good time with us. Yeah. Um, you know. And giving them another chance because that's the yeah. thing. I think people dismiss this film so easily the same way. I think they dismiss a lot of other massive franchises or, or like people have this attitude about um a lot of horror films as well like being kind of mm-hmm. oh this is a thing you know yeah but well i think, I think this you know i think the purpose of cinema sometimes is just to have an escape it's just bullshit it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter at the end of the day mm-hmm. you can have fun not everything needs to be a kubrick film For you know sure. you can, like you could just relax and have fun with a really stupid film yeah. so you know i'm i'm stoked because there's a lot going on right now a in the world and on. On the main timeline, we've been talking about some pretty deep subjects and stuff the last couple of weeks. And it's nice to just have like a mindless escape <laughs> down, you know, a highway going at 120 miles per hour, you know? Yeah, oh, man. A living life a quarter mile at a time, um, <laughs> yeah. as Dominic Toretto would put it. But it's, again, also the thing with stuff like this. I wouldn't necessarily use this as an escape, but I think it's also an opportunity to reflect on the small stuff that you can change um about Mm -hmm. how you think or how you interact with the world and it's this is like a good example i think i think the more we become critical of the media we consume the better we can sort of respond not even respond just the better we can sort of you know do better like the 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 better we can do better (laughs) like um, Two thoughts too deep. Two thoughts too deep. <laughs> I'm always trying to get two thoughts too deep. <laughs> so there we are, guys. <sighs> episode two is done. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of Franchise. Two thoughts too deep, man. Two thoughts too <laughs> deep. Two thoughts too deep. Um, as <laughs> fuck off. Um, as always, you can follow us at Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram and learn more about the Breadcrumbs Collective at breadcrumbscollective.com. Yeah, feel free to reach out to us and let us know what you think about the show. And like we said last time, if you have any comments or suggestions or whatever, shoot them to us and we may read them out on future episodes. If you like what you hear so far, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and we'd love to grow this show. We'd love to go full yeah. speed ahead with NOS, yeah. etc. Please, please do that because mm-hmm. it really does help. We know it's kind of an annoying thing that podcasts do, but yeah. they do it for a reason because those ratings really help people get found and mm-hmm. podcasts get discovered. And, you know, if you like us, spread like the love. Us, yeah. So, Stay tuned next week as we'll be getting into some new territory and a time skip. (laughs) That we won't really know as a time skip till the next movie. Yes. Not even the next movie, the next like four movies. And you're like, oh, (laughs) Oh, I'm having enough trouble keeping up with who the bad guy is. Now I have to know who, there's a time skip? What? Time travel? Now I have to remember what happens in all the movies? Nah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
We do get some new blood, though. Mm -hmm. We get a new young Asian-American director come on board alongside a new writer with them come along a whole slew of new characters that will be laying, even if they probably didn't know it at the time, the groundwork for the future of the franchise. So next week, we head to the land of the rising sun and we're introduced to a new form of street racing. It's Fast. Fast and Furious. Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Controversial. I really like that song. So it's, it's a great song. It's a great Teriyaki <laughs> it's so Boy good. song. Um, it's in yeah. nearly every playlist that I've made this year. I'm not yeah. kidding. Um, it's a great song, but yeah. As horrible as like it was back then, I really enjoy that. So it's great. a vibe. Seto. Go! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, as always, you can find me at Tall for All, T A L, the number four A L on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Ariane where? At Ariane and then Dita on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, well, thanks for listening again thanks to this listening. episode of Franchise. We hope you guys are enjoying everything we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And as always, like we said earlier, hit us up at Breadcrumbs Pod on Twitter and Instagram and breadcrumbscollective.com. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. See you next this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.